Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Once again, uh, it's the Pick and Roll podcast. Delighted to say we're joined in studio by Sheffield Sharks and England captain, poster boy for the BBL, <laughs> Mike Tuck. Yeah. Tuck, what's up? Hey. Yeah, what's up? We finally, uh, we finally up? pinned you down. We've been threatening to for God, four or five years now. Yeah, I <laughs> know, right? Um, no, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Finally got uh, our stuff together. Thanks for passing through. Uh, two of my biggest supporters <laughs> from time. From time. We were there. Yeah, that's it. That's oh. right. Um, yeah, welcome, man. Good to see you. Uh, how's the summer been? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it's been busy. Uh, and it could have been a couple more weeks before yeah, preseason, yeah. but preseason's crept up on us. But yeah, no, it's been good. Um, obviously, the season ended. I uh, went away, did a few trips, had a few friends come over to visit here uh, in Sheffield and did a little Euro trip in and then uh, went to Canada for three weeks. Nice. Um, and then, you know, back here uh, working, I work in the Sharks front office. Um, You're a man of many different hats now. I am. <laughs> I am. You know. Jack of all, master, master of some. <laughs> all the phone fingers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it. back to uh, Toronto, was it, for some? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my parents live just outside Toronto. Um, so yeah, go, went back there for three weeks. We had friends from Sheffield come up oh, with right. us for the first week. Nice. I, had, I, was, uh, I was tour guide tuck for the first week, basically. <laughs> we were going Niagara Falls, down in the city, up north to a cottage on a lake. and So a little bit all over the place. But yeah, it was, it was a great summer. But yeah, I'm back now and uh, excited to be back. Excited to uh, to jump back into the season here, my my tenth season. Wow, I, know. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah, basically like a Sheffield native now. Yeah, Feet well on hey, the table. Talk, yeah, now. <laughs> hey, Paul, uh, now then, Paul. <laughs> now I'm safe. Um, so yeah, growing up in did you always live in Toronto? Uh, yeah, I was born uh, downtown in the city. I was born at St. Mike's Hospital, which is right downtown. Oh, yeah. um, and then we moved up to the suburbs uh, when I was about four years old uh, to a t- town, well, it's a city now called Markham, okay. which is right on the border. Um, it's it's literally like a 30-minute drive from downtown. So it's kind of, okay. it's part of the greater Toronto area, as they call it, the GTA. So, yeah. um, did you play many sports at school? or just A little bit Real? of hockey yeah. growing up um and then and then you know uh, i did a lot of skiing uh and then when he, my dad just saw that i was always the tallest kid in the class and he was just like listen you're gonna play basketball next thing you know i'm going to a basketball camp or a basketball club on saturdays and then i got picked up by a team and then all the other sports kind of went out the window and it was just basketball 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 so um, malcolm high school was it was that your sort of yeah markham district high so that's where i went to school um and uh i was i was supposed to go to a different high school but i actually got recruited by the basketball coach there so okay. was it um, something you loved like straight away because like i mean as you see there's lots of players who do it because they're like really tall if you know what i mean and then yeah. as soon as as soon as something happens they're like yeah i never really was into the and in this country it's football i knew many people that were pushed because of their dads and then as soon as they they, they got away from their dad and into sort of like a more professional setup like they, they've just sort of dropped off because yeah they're all, was it something well, you, you touched straight away was it my dad was more of like he played uh like football like american football yeah. growing up okay. but he never really pushed me into that and i know i mean i think he just kind of saw it as an opportunity he was like you know you're tall you might be good yeah. at this sport and he threw me into it and luckily yeah i fell in love with it right away i was like i was in you know i i, I loved it um 
and yeah, so when I turned 14 and had to go to high school, I, I literally had to like the, the high school basketball coach called and he was like, listen, I think you should come here. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, How tall are you at like 14? Then? I was uh, six foot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I basically, I, I could have gone to school with like all my friends that I'd grown up with. Yeah. And then I had to pick a new high school where I literally knew like maybe like one or two people. Yeah. So I did that, but then it worked out for me. I got a, you know, I got a scholarship and, so did you just stay at the go. same high school until, no, until college? So, um, I, I stayed at that high school and, and played there, and I, I played uh, basketball and volleyball, but I did much better at basketball. We ended up winning some regional championships and mm -hmm. went to provincials and stuff like that. Um, and then um, at, at that time, this is way back in 2001, 2002, um, the re re recruiting was not like it is today. Obviously today, you know, anybody can stick a video on youtube yeah, and see yeah, it anyways course. whereas we were like sending out vhs tapes and it was harder to get recruited back then yeah. believe it or not up in up north in canada so um i got a call i i had um i had a few schools on me uh but not like at the level i wanted i had a few like d2 schools and stuff but i thought i, I could do better so it's yeah, not um, strictly u.s schools or was it canadian schools uh, i had a few well? canadian schools yeah. uh calling yeah. me as well yeah. um but i wanted to get a division one scholarship that was yeah. just like what i wanted to do yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my goal so um i ended up getting called from a, a prep school called maine central institute okay. so mci so yeah. it was out in pittsfield maine which okay. is it's just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so um, way above Boston, is it? Kind of yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, go yeah. Boston, I think it's about yeah, a yeah. three or four hour drive. Not a million miles away from home for you, though, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was about... Quite a way. It, my parents had to drive me out there, and it took us, I think, 12 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Like forget, yeah. isn't it? it? looks like nothing on a map. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, because Toronto's, <laughs> Toronto's pretty much directly north of New York, but it's yeah. inland, yeah, whereas Maine is right yeah. on the coast. So, yeah. so, so you ended up going out there? Then, yeah, so I went there for a year um, just to get uh, my recruiting up. And uh, it worked. You know, they, they play in the NEPSAC, which is the New England Prep School League, which is okay. one of the best basketball high school basketball leagues in the country. Right, okay. uh, a lot of guys go to those those prep schools similar as my situation they weren't getting rec enough recruit re recruitment or they're looking to get um a little bit better more grades. exposure oh right yeah, okay, yeah, and, yeah or some of them had had troubles yeah, that they yeah. were working through yeah, so yeah. They, they sent them out to the middle of nowhere yeah okay. Okay. down do yeah, basketball yeah, so we had a few thugs on my team, <laughs> to say the least um, not coming out to shit ones and stuff yeah. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it so <laughs> Uh, but it, it was it was a good experience. It humbled me for sure. Um, yeah. It was very cold and there was not much to do there. Um, but so we just were in the gym. Sheffield, well, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were just in the gym every day, just yeah. working on our games, and got to play against some some great talent. And uh, ended up getting recruited by uh, Loyola University at the time. It was called Loyola College. How um, many offers did you get for like? School I got about. Four or five offers. So did you go on? So did you I went on a few colleges, tour, yeah. Uh, visits. Yeah, uh, went to High Point down. That's down in uh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I went to LIU, which is in Brooklyn. I went to Loyola. I visited Niagara University. I visited Canisius University. Um, so I'm guessing it's nothing like he got Stonehill, game. which Blue is a Chips. D2. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he got game with no, Ray. No, it wasn't. I, no, <laughs> it's not, not like I was a top 50, top yeah, 25 yeah. Uh, school. But, Didn't um, fancy Brooklyn then? <laughs> well, Brooklyn was fun. Um, but uh, Loyola was just a better situation for yeah, me yeah. Um, at the time. And I got, uh, 
you know, the that, it's just Baltimore, is it? I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, Baltimore, yeah, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's four different Loyolas, um, yeah, but mine so, was Loyola, Maryland. Yeah. So that's in Baltimore. No, word of, is, no word of a lie. I saw a last walk past uh, at the end of this road the other day in a Loyola, Maryland swear. No way. And I was like, no way. Really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just, uh, huh? That's random. Small, Small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Of, oh, yeah. So uh, ended up ended up taking the scholarship and going there. Um, and, you know, beautiful school, beautiful campus. Yeah. It's uh, one of those schools um, where a lot of the tri, tri-city, tri you know, New York, New Jersey, Tri-state Connecticut, area. Yeah, that yeah. area, all those kids go down to yeah, that school. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of, uh, lot of money there. Uh, very rich school, very up, well up to so Liberal people. arts school, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but it had a great uh, business, business yeah. school as well. Um, uh, a lot of people know went on from there i know a lot of guys that went on to work on wall street and yeah, stuff like okay, that yeah. um so it's it's just a parents little, must have been pleased then yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> definitely so yeah a beautiful campus but then obviously baltimore has its has its uh is its areas and yeah you gotta stay yeah. out of it but it's, it's actually yeah. a beautiful city yeah. i think the wire kind of gave it a, a reputation yeah, well, all cities have got especially america city yeah, yeah. english cities as well have got yeah like exactly yeah. but no it was a great city it was a great situation um so that was the what the Metro Athletic, yeah, uh, Atlantic yeah, Metro Atlantic. So the MAC, so the M A A C. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. They used to call it the Baby MAC because it okay. was the other was the MAC M A C. So yeah, it, it was a good league. We had uh, like Niagara, Canisius, uh, Fairfield, St. Peter's, Manhattan College, mm-hmm. uh, Marists, uh, Siena. So we had we had some really good schools, like really good mid-major schools. Yeah. Uh, it was wasn't like a big man's league. It was more of like a guards and a, like a, a faster yeah. league. So it kind of fit more of my my tempo of play because I could play the big man spot. Did you play, did you play more, wing? What were you more like small I was, forward? I was like a four. I played a little three, but mostly yeah. four or five. But you had like but, an outside game. I mean, I looked yeah. at some of your sort of mixtape the highlights that you put up on YouTube. And yeah. You had an inside outside game. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to let me, you know, handle the ball from the <laughs> top a little bit and. I can shoot it from outside, so was we're really able to spread the floor in that league. And uh, yeah, we had a good run there. We never went to the tournament, um, which was which was frustrating. Mm-hmm. But we had a good run. My my senior year, we uh, met Siena in the uh, semifinals of our yeah. conference. I saw you tournament. got to like the third round, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, we ended up we had, we hadn't lost them in two years, and we ended up we were up sixteen at half. We switched the zone after half, and we ended up losing by three two or three so that was uh some i'll never forget yeah. but um did you it, play five years as well did you redshirt i redshirted a year was that yeah, injury yeah, or injury yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah um and then uh yeah and then it was i had a great time there i loved it my coach was uh jimmy patsos great guy yeah uh, a little bit a little bit nuts um, but, uh, yeah, we love Jimmy. Obviously he wants to stick to his own, maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> Fan of his own, obviously. <laughs> were you, uh, were you sixth man of the year like, for the conference? Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I, think, a junior, I, believe, I think that was my junior year. Yeah. yeah I got sixth man. Um, yeah, I was, he, he was bringing me off the bench that year. So, uh. Who were some of these sort of players you played against in college then who sort of NBA fans would be? Family with it. Uh, well, um, Jason Thompson I, was he? Uh, yeah, Jason Thompson played at Ryder. Yeah, and that was in the yeah. NBC, so yeah. he he played. I think he graduated my senior year, and he ended yeah. up going to the league. He had a decent career in the NBA. Yeah, ten year um, career. I think. We Remember actually yeah. Yeah. we played my senior year. We played Kansas, and that was the year they won the national championship yeah. with uh, Mario Chalmers, 
Darrell Arthur, Aldridge. Cole Aldridge, yeah. yeah, Brandon Rush, maybe Brandon Rush, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were yeah, stacked yeah. that year. Yeah, what was that like playing there then? Uh, yeah, Cole Fieldhouse, yeah, we got, to, yeah, we got to play Cole yeah. Fieldhouse, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go in there, we're there, you know, whatever, two hours, hour before the game, we go out to shoot 15, around. 16,000, I guess. Yeah, easy. yeah, already, yeah. The gym is already packed, and yeah, it's like yeah. two, two and a half hours before the game, wow. and they're doing chants like that. Yeah, yeah. They're doing those chants. Unbelievable atmosphere. It was a sold out game. I think it was like 18 and a half, 19,000 wow. in there. So it's nice. just like, but it's all, you, you're expecting to see like a lot of students, which there were. Yeah. But it, mostly it's just like all old farmers yeah. with their wives. Like, <laughs> yeah. Walking. Yeah. And it's just such a Well, there's different, no really pro teams out there, is this? I guess there's that's nothing kind of out there. Yeah. Like, you, um, they're literally, you're driving just through fields, fields, flat fields, yeah. and then all of a sudden you look like there's the school. And then, so people over here have got no concept <laughs> of what that sort of. How fast that is, I yeah. imagine. That's just yeah. that Midwest farmland that is insane. Yeah, yeah. We stayed in Kansas City, and it, it was, I think it was still like about an hour drive from there, but it's just like literally nothing. Did you play at Illinois as well? Yeah, we played at Illinois. I played against Michael Jordan's son at Illinois. No way. Yeah, yeah which, was, which was interesting. Wow. Uh, they smacked us. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put a whooping on us. What about um, the, um, did you ever play the uh, Palestra in Philly as well? Like yeah, we played in that tournament yeah. as well. That's an interesting build, isn't it? That's like a really old school. Yeah, so that's probably one of the most prestigious places that you could play. Um, Like all the big names have played there. Cathedral of college basketball. Yeah, exactly. Like going back to like Will Chamberlain and all those guys, they've all played in there. So that that was a really special moment in my career. That was like one of the biggest sort of indoor arenas in the world when it was built in like 1920s or something. Yeah. 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 It's still, it's got, when you walk in there, you still, it still has this atmosphere to it. And they have all the history written up on the walls and all like images of people who have played there and stuff. So it was really, really oh, yeah. special to play there. Yeah, I'd like to visit that. It looks nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's going to a great part of Philadelphia as well. Yeah. It's right near. Uh, we should go Yeah, we should. Yeah, you should. Wasted a day running up and down museum steps. <laughs> it was cold as hell. Yeah. It was cold as hell that day. So what were your options of career and sort of basketball wise after leaving college? What was. Well, kind of, did, um, did you. Employ an agent straight away. Obviously, you, you know you must have thought, "I'm not going to get drafted. Um, do I want to carry my career on, etc." What was kind of your yeah, thought so process? Yeah, I I knew I wanted to keep playing, and uh, my mom was born in England, so I had I had pl- I'd applied for my British passport. I knew that I wanted to continue playing a- after I finished um, university. Um, I my mom had a British. My mom was born in England. Uh, so I knew I could apply for my British passport. So I actually did that my junior year, and it came through. So that they probably of, won't give you one nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But hostile um, environment, <laughs> right? Um, but it, that opens up more doors for you, uh, especially if you're trying to come to of Europe. Of course, EU, yeah, because it's the EU passport and the you know? BBL. It's the yeah. three import rule as well. So yeah, exactly. Of, that was a leg up, I guess. So, um, but it gives you something that's called bossman status, which is like the FIBA word for it. They have all different words for different status. I guess that's the, from the, from from the football, football John Mark Bosman, who was the guy. He was a challenge uh, contract Dutch ownership, guy basically. who basically oh, okay. he abolished football transfers gotcha. for people to become free agents. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's kind of like curve floating baseball, that kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. So yeah. it's just basically like an EU. If you have an EU passport, yeah, it opens up the doors for you to more teams because most clubs will allow one or two yeah, or yeah, three awards, yeah. and then you know. If, but if you're EU, they don't have to apply for the same visas or whatever. Yeah, so it's easier. So I knew I wanted to do that. Um, I had been in touch with a couple of people, and uh, one of my uh, old AU coaches actually gave me um, a contact to an agent. Um, uh, who 
worked at a, a, a large agency, which I won't, I won't talk about, but, um, <laughs> and I, I was kind of like put on their list. The guy flew out and met me and it, it was great and everything. And then, but I, I was kind of treated more like a, a, a number than a, than a name. Yeah. And I was just waiting around all summer, like waiting around, waiting around. This is like after around. leaving college. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, so I ended up going back to Toronto after I graduated and, um, I got a call from um, from Courtney Charles, who's one of the player development guys at the Toronto Raptors. Okay, and he was like, "Listen, we need uh, we have our, our pre draft workouts going on right now, and we need we need uh, like local guys to come in, make up numbers and stuff like that." It's not like wow. I was not Wait, like just was, a live yeah. body, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, he said, "Can you be available?" And I said, "Yeah, of course." And then <clears throat> next thing you know. I got a, I got a call like two weeks later, and I was going to uh, a workout, and I was there with Dante Green and Roy Hibbert, <laughs> and then uh, another guy named Kyle Landry, who's played on Team Canada, and yeah, he's yeah. played in uh, Russia for a bunch of years now, and another guy I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head. He's a big fella who played in Europe. He was American, but um, yeah, so I got to I got to train at a, a pre-draft NBA workout. I went. Um, and I went in and, you know, I'm from a mid-major college where I'm playing like the four or five. I go in there. I'm looking around. Oh, I'm the really shortest hit. guy. Yeah, I'm the shortest guy like in the room. <laughs> so we, at one point, we started playing three on three. And he, they're like, yeah, you're point guard. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <Yeah. laughs> Here's my Get out of the way. Big chance. Get out of yeah. the way. But uh, <laughs> I'm so, yeah, even off picks. Like, Clear them out. Yeah, me and Dante Green, like, guarding <laughs> each other. So uh, it was that was such a cool experience. You wow. know, the Raptor, we did at the so Raptors. So when did the Raptors come along when you were, like, a teenager, I guess? Yeah, maybe. so, yeah. like. Uh, we didn't have an NBA team growing nah, up, nah, so I was always a huge Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 1994, 95, they announced they were going to come in. 95, 96 was their first year in the league. Here comes Oliver just, Miller. Yeah, <laughs> the big O. The big O. Yeah. No, Damon but like Damon Stoudemire, like yeah, couldn't have cool. asked for a more exciting yeah, start yeah. to the franchise because Damon Stoudemire was huge. And yeah, then yeah. we got Tracy McGrady. And then we got Vince. Vince and yeah, then yeah. like Vince Sanity just took off. And oh, it was yeah, just like, nice. I was in high school. I was just... You know, a kid in high school in the yeah. suburbs of Toronto. We used to share a house at that point when yeah. Vince was like a rookie and stuff. We were like, "This is nuts." Yeah, that's, that's well, I was going. I was going to games yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like we, yeah. my dad would get, was getting his tickets. Yeah. We were going down you, to games. You have, you have no idea unreal. how abstract a concept that seemed to me at that time. Yeah, like going to an NBA game that I would be able to now get my ass over there to go to. It. We were like jumpers if you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. sat spending like eight hours a day getting high and change tweaking <laughs> on total NBA like never really yeah. occurring like the thought process wasn't even capable I know imagining and that I mean I was so lucky to have that in, like right in my backyard and yeah, that's a perfect timing for you yeah, yeah. and I'm just like now like you guys like I haven't been to an NBA game in, like forever like yeah. I did go when I think it went like Four or five years ago to Manchester when uh, Philly played. Oh yeah, the preseason game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it yeah. wasn't the same. But no, it's not. No. The, the playoff games are the ones you need to go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, back to the. But yeah, yeah so your, I went to this NBA, NBA draft workout. At the workout was a guy called Leo Routens. So Leo Routens is today he's a uh, uh, the commentator tv commentators for the toronto raptors oh, right, he does guy. all yeah, this yeah, stuff so back in the day he was from toronto he played at syracuse he was one of like the first like big name canadian guys to get okay. drafted into the nba yeah. 
he played for the Sixers. I think now started a couple teams. Ended up playing in Europe for a while. Right. Anyways, his his son Andy Routens went to Syracuse as well. Right. Like a bunch of years later, shooter. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember it. No, I don't uh, remember. I do. I do remember, I remember that name. Like 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. around the same time okay. I graduated, 2007, yeah, yeah. 2008, he was there. Um, so he saw me at this workout, uh, this pre-draft workout. So he calls me over after after the thing, and I'm like, holy shit. Like he was, you know, yeah. like Leo Rounds is calling me over, you know. And then he was just like, he's like, I can't believe we've never, we've never heard of you before. Yeah. Like you've been under the radar. He's like, listen, at that time, he had just been named the head coach of Team Canada. Wow. So like he was this like new big name guy, Steve Nash just, and yeah, Rick Fox. And yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah, so they threw him in there. Uh, this is a little bit after their yeah, that generation. Yeah, yeah. But Rick um, Fox was kind of dumb by that. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "Listen, we got a um, Team Canada developmental camp going on in the city right now." He's like, "I want you in. You're like, you're in." I was wow. Like, I was like, Perfect. So I literally left the Raptors workout. And then I went straight to like the Team Canada nice workout. Yeah. yeah, and I was like working out for like two weeks with, with Team Canada that summer. Fantastic. Uh, we didn't we didn't travel anywhere that summer. We stayed. We played a tournament in Canada in Toronto that summer. I think Argentina and Italy came over. Um, and then he's like, "Who's your agent?" And I was like, "Oh, um, <laughs> I'm with you know." Uh, and then, well, he was just like, "And well, why don't you have a job yet?" And I was just like, "I don't know." They told they keep telling me to wait. So he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like. F that he's yeah, like yeah. here's here's your guy call this guy boom 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 so he hooked me up with my agent a guy named Bernie Lee who uh, is actually uh, shout out to Bernie Lee if you're listening that's uh, an he's, name yeah <laughs> he's actually uh, Jimmy Butler's agent in, no way. in the NBA yeah and he used so he's to be he's yeah. he's had a few NBA guys I remember I don't know if you guys remember Mike James back in the yes. day yep. yes yeah he was Mike James guy one of LeBron's boys he got Mike yeah. James's and one deal really his big wow. claim to I fame. remember those sneakers. No. He said he got, uh, Mike James a fresh pair of sneakers for every single game, NBA game that he played. Wow. So Mike James had like 80, 90 pairs of sneakers. 90 pairs, like Del Boy. Got a warehouse full. Yeah, warehouse Anybody want size 13s yeah. and ones? So, um, yeah, so then Bernie hooked me up with my first job. Uh, I, I left the other agency and I, I went with Bernie. And then he got me my first pro job, which was in uh, Cyprus. Okay. Wow. Um, I know so, Cyprus. Um, yeah. So how much do you think, like, traveling when you were a kid, all that distance you said, like, sort of did that, like, pave the way for you? Because I imagine lots of people play at college, go to a local high school, and then they get drafted, go to a college, and that transition of moving away from home whilst the increased expectation of consistent performance and training and the academic pressures is, must be a lot for a lot of people and really make them think. But if you have made that that leap from home. You said those years humbled you. Yeah. Then the step up to college is not so big. Yeah, I think think my dad kind of pushing me out of the nest and being like, (laughs) you're going to go play basketball. You're going to go to this high school and play basketball. And and that kind of like took me out of my comfort zone really early. Do you have brothers and sisters? I've got two older half-brothers who lived at my house on and off as a kid. But uh, I think him doing that and then and then having that transition to go to a prep school before I went to university, yeah. that also kind of like, it was like, all right, now I'm here and now I'm there. And like mentally, it's like, all right, you, you, 
you're traveling a lot, you're going to a strange place you've never been before. And then also you got to show up and you, it's like, you can't, they're going to send you home if you don't show yeah, up. Exactly, you know yeah, exactly. So yeah, you exactly. got to get on the court and you got to play well. It's so. a certain level of discipline as yeah, well. So yeah, so I think like having that, yeah, like that, ex- those experiences for me kind of prepared me to get ready like to go to Europe. And yeah, um, because I mean, there's many talented basketball players who just don't. Yeah. If you know, who just don't, who don't have that if it's a, like a sense of adventure or like a willingness. Of, of yeah, like, and I also think the, at that point the transition for me from going from Canada to the States as well. Because yeah. like, for example, on the Sharks, we get a lot of kids who are fresh out of school just coming from the States. Yeah. And for some of them, it's their first time even having a passport. Yeah, of course. Whereas yeah. for me, it was like, all right, I'm already kind of used to the international thing. Yeah. You know, my mom, lounges. my mom's from England. We used to take trips to England when I was oh, okay. a kid uh, to right. visit family and stuff. Yeah. So I had already kind of experienced a little a bit, bit of worldly wise already. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit. Like, well, more so than you know, a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that I th- definitely think that helped me on my journey. Cool. Sure. Well, uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to talk about like in Europe. So you landed in Cyprus. Yeah, that was interesting. Greek Cyprus, not Turkish Cyprus? Yes, Greek. Greek, Greek Cyprus, yes, yeah. The Malacca side. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was crazy. Uh, my first time going to play for a pro team. Uh, and obviously, I didn't even know what Cyprus was or where it was or really anything. I, I thought it, I thought it was actually part of Greece. Or it's where British teenagers go on holiday. Yeah, exactly. Well, we quickly yeah. found out about Ayanapa when we yeah. got, when me and my teammates got there, but Lots so scooters and drunk. Yeah. yeah. So we, we landed in Larnaca. Um, and then, uh, I got picked up by a taxi. A guy, like, literally with my name written on a sheet, <laughs> didn't speak a lick of English, get in the taxi, and we drive for, like, whatever. It was, like, it's, like, a 45 drive up to Nicosia. Um, and then he drops me off on the, at this random, like, street corner. And then this guy walks out of this hotel. He's, hey, da, 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 you know, I'm your, your the GM's assistant, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm just like, where the hell am I? I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> this is in the middle of August in Cyprus. It's red it is like, it's like 40 degrees. I'm literally like pouring yeah, through yeah, my yeah. shirt. So he takes me down. He t- He's like, get in the car. We're, we're going to, to, to your apartment. I was like, okay. So he takes me down to this, um, to the, in down, down into the old city. So like we go through the old city walls and down all these winding roads. Boom, takes me to this place. And it's this it's this, this big old apartment like in the, in the like middle of this thing so we walk up these stairs and the, the whole apartment was like it was like a brand it was a new build or like newly renovated or whatever so we get to my room there's like wor- still workers in my room <laughs> putting in like the same it's greece every in, single like, building yeah. is half finished i'm just like it's what greek. the hell is going on we get in there that's not stereotype. There's Shout out to my bag. There's a bed. There's like literally a bed. There's hardly any furniture in the place. Like there's like a, a table in the kitchen with one chair, <laughs> and then there's a bed in the other room. <laughs> yeah. And on top of the bed is just a bag filled with pillows and sheets, and that's it. Make your own bed. He's just like, he's like, cool. This is it. See, I'll, in the I'll pick you up yeah, for yeah. in the morning for practice. Cool. I was just like, oh man, like, yeah. can I get the Wi-Fi or <laughs> 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 no Wi-Fi? <laughs> okay, sweet. Wow. So yeah. 
the the apartment had just been built there's no like there's no wi-fi like nothing worked i was just like what is going on um but it was it was uh it made me a better person and it, and it kind of it, it it the culture shocking of it all like got me used to europe and just expect anything while you're in europe you know because so what it was, was a level of play like then was it great yeah good. yeah yeah the Cypriot yeah, league yeah. is is a great league um they are they can be funny with the money yeah that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the one downside yeah. about it but um did you get all your money in the end uh no no <laughs> <laughs> but with uh in terms of the play a there's a lot of like great like really good caliber americans that play there yeah. and then there's um because it's so close to like like all the Yugoslavian countries, yeah, there's a lot of like good Croatian and Serbian yeah, players and stuff. Yeah, it's there. the yeah. European basketball. So um, yeah, it's good. And like the thing is, all the teams there they're linked up with like football clubs and stuff. Yeah. So like all the That's football hooligans, like Greece, isn't it? With yeah, yeah. Panathinaikos. Yeah. So all the football banned, hooligans come to the games. Yeah, yeah. And when they ban the like hooligans from the football nuts. grounds, they move yeah. down to the yeah. basketball. Yeah, and it's like they're you can like, still wave the flags and set off. Yeah, flares exactly. They're still letting off flares. There's guys with big drums at the front of the crowd. They're taking off their shirts. It's the middle of like winter. <laughs> granted winter there is like it's not cold at it's all, all right but yeah but like i went to one game it was, i wasn't playing in this game but i went to a game where the, a riot started they were rip they, they at the beginning of the game they're flicking cigarettes on the court so the Stop ref it. has to keep stopping the game <laughs> then they're, they start flicking coins Ref has and to keep them beads, the then all of a sudden chairs they start <laughs> ripping chairs off the thing in the stands wow. the and next thing you know all the all the guys start jumping down onto the court and like rushing the team. So I knew one of the guys on one of the teams there, and he was telling me he was like, dude, he was like, dude, we had to run into the like the back into the locker room and like barricade ourselves in the locker room. <laughs> he said they tried to break down the doors of the a SWAT team came. <laughs> Everything, like I swear to God, I'm not even lying. And no, I, I can and believe I, every word. I'm, I can, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not believe, embellishing it or anything. Like this is. Now, you've like, been to white games and they yep. had to. You know, I've got some. I got yeah. yeah. I've, I've, there was yeah, like two story. police officers there at the beginning, and like there, I was just like, when I saw it start kicking off, I was like, oh, these guys are in for. A I've, night. I watched a set of Greek football fans start a fight with each other. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Just a fight at halftime. The other team had like four hundred fans, yeah. so the five we were they were away from home. Just some arguments. Some like the coach. Some don't like the coach. Yeah. And then they're all fighting. And yeah. then they're all fighting, and we all get beat by sticks as we try and get out of the ground. Yeah. So did you get much Wicked. run? Did you? We. Uh, all or you, I got a few starts, uh, yeah. but there was like a lot of other guys in front of me, so it was, it was a lear big learning experience because I was like the young guy. Was the any team. of the Americans on the team, or did you have any sort of anyone you could uh, sort of bond with? Yeah, was... there was a few. I'm trying to remember their names off the top of my head now. It'd be tough. Yeah, but uh, I made I made a few friends out there. Yeah. Uh, I keep in touch with a couple guys. Um, but yeah, Cyprus was was interesting. <laughs> An early introduction into yeah. the European culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so were you just there the one season then, I guess? Yeah. Well, actually, so my my team went bust. And Another recurring thing. Yeah, and I'm about, sure it popped up about about two, two weeks later. later. <laughs> that's to get, that's well, to get out of giving you your money. They yeah. so they like they brought us in for meetings or we're whatever, and they're like. Uh, like oh Mike, uh, we are running out of money. Uh, can you take uh, a quarter of your paycheck for the rest of season? And I was just like, ah. Oh. So Bernie, get Bernie on the phone. But Bernie, man. what's up? Get me out of here. This is like a Paul Shirley book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, next thing you know, I was going to uh, Luxembourg 
Yeah, so I mean, basketball teams can they be in such a small country? Benelux. Yeah, right. What league did they play in? Like the Luxembourg, Luxembourg League. league. Yeah, yeah, it's right. called the, the Dierkrich League, which is I'd be having a word with Bernie at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I loved it. Was I it? Thought, yeah. yeah, it was great. It's a tax haven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cyprus, apparently, yeah. for like Yugoslavians. If, if you own the club. Yeah. yeah. Wow, um, Luxembourg. Wow. Yeah, so I got shipped off to Luxembourg, um, which was completely different. Because uh, in Luxembourg, you're only allowed civilized? you're allowed one import. Doesn't okay. matter whether your Bosman status, EU status, whatever. Yeah, yeah. One import. Yeah. So at that time, I think they're allowed two now. But so uh, the team I played for was called uh, Stiesel, Emmy Calistiesel. So I went out there, and uh, their American was injured, Travis Dupree, great guy. Uh, so he was there while great I was name. there. Great basketball man. Yeah, great name. And, uh, <laughs> So I played for them, and I only I played not every single game for them. When Travis came back, like they flip flopped us for a while. It was like it was really weird. It was also kind of like we we're practicing against each other in practice at times as well. Yeah. So it was just like such a strange situation. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think I, the games that I did play, I did never scored less than like twenty five points <laughs> and had less than like fifteen rebounds yeah. because it's literally that league. It's like literally. And like, not to bash the Luxembourgers or anything, but like they they've got some good players. But it was literally like oh, it's a very small place. It was yeah. one, I was playing one on one against the guy on the other team, the American yeah, on the other yeah, team. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty it was much like yeah, full like bystanders. Import kind of versus, yeah, and it's like yeah, anytime yeah. I wanted the ball and asked for it, they give it to me. It was. Yeah. Like, it was we were the biggest guys, and so like, we playing like yeah. Sort of there was no yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like the center. Like I got the ball on the block whenever I wanted. Yeah. Could shoot the ball like there was no bad shots. They were yeah. like, yeah, go ahead, shoot it. So, but yeah, Luxembourg was great. It was obviously much different than Cyprus, much colder than Cyprus, but it's such a strange little country. It's like right in between never been. France and uh, Germany yeah. and then uh, Belgium, Belgium to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the smallest countries. You can drive through it and literally not know it. Yeah, like yeah, three yeah. hours. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the best part. The Belgium, Every away game was like 45 minutes and same with Cyprus. I loved it. Yeah, you know, now in England, it's like you're driving yeah. Plymouth or Glasgow. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, I love that, like, 45 minutes, but great. Like, I loved it there. Like, everyone was super friendly, very educated country. Everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody could speak time. English. Yeah, money was good. <laughs> Pay was on time. Great. I, I, I lived in a, a hotel for most of my time there. I got, like, three meals a day. That's crazy. I could, I could go to, like, two different restaurants to Living eat every day. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And, and then, like, when they wanted to – take you out for a party like they know how to party like you would go to these big long german beer halls and like they're it was it was a good time there for my, my short time there yeah fantastic where was it after that then uh, i was back home that summer yeah. and then i played with team canada again oh right um, so yeah you kept that going yeah i did it i did that for two summers uh it was just a developmental team it wasn't yeah. like the men's team but yeah. it was still such a great experience yeah. um, uh, i played on that team with uh uh, Robert Sacre. Okay, yeah, Lakers, Lakers guy. Yeah, yep. yeah fantastic tail waiver. Yeah, on the Lakers, I'm sure he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. player. Well. Yeah, <laughs> he was good. He, he was no fun. He got his, his he garbage he minutes. He was personality yeah. on the Lakers. Yeah, that became a great his thing, person. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. great person. Oh man, me and him, we get along really well. I still oh, talk to him quite fantastic. a bit. He plays in Japan now. No way. Yeah, fantastic. I always liked him. Good. got them. Uh, yeah. yeah, really, really good guy. Uh, I also played with Kai Williams, fellow BBLer, oh, who okay. plays for the Newcastle Eagles. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's me and Kai met there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Canadian basketball's come on massively now, isn't it? I mean, the, yeah, it's huge. the number of guys in the NBA. It's, it's huge. Insane. Well, there, I don't know if you've seen. Um, 
there's that movie on Netflix. Uh, it's about Vince Carter. Oh, I can't I don't remember. Know, the name of it is escaping me right now. It'll come though. Okay. But uh, it's basically all about how like the like the Raptors and how Vince Carter how like, that sort of lit yeah. a fire for like exactly yeah, like, yeah the United all like basketball yeah. throughout Toronto and so, like I was involved in basketball before that yeah. but definitely like you can see like the guys are in the early twenties in the NBA now exactly this, the, like ninety five I was it? like yeah. twelve years old and I started playing when I was ten yeah. so like I was there like right when and then it's all Andy, these other Andy guys Wiggins and uh, when you look at it. Like Wiggins was drafted number one in yeah. 2016, and I, I think that was Anthony Vince's, Bennett was Canadian Vince's, as well, wasn't he? And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and Anthony Bennett the year after, right? So like, though that's exactly like 20 years yeah. after. So like, yeah. you can see that influence on the city, and now like basketball in Toronto is just like, oh yeah, you know, obviously hockey will always be number one, but basketball is like a close second, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. in the city. Oh, the fan base is fantastic. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can keep quiet. Who's the guy on the? Who's the guy on Denver? Gary Harris or Jamal Murray? Uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's yeah, Canadian, isn't he's he? He's from yeah, uh, yeah. Kitchener, which is like yeah, yeah. Throw, an hour yeah. outside. Yeah, of, he's nice player. throw. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they can hang on to take a while, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, back well, to Toronto, so, and then did you end up in Yeah, France? with uh, Team Canada, uh, we went to a tournament in uh, Spain that summer, which was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, played a bunch of pro teams in Spain, which was cool. And then, yeah, and then um, and then France, Chalot en Champagne. How long did that last? Spain. <laughs> <laughs> you remember it well obviously yeah um france was was interesting uh i had uh a very uh hard-nosed coach okay um and i just you know me and him butt heads a little bit and you know i was still a young player and i probably still had a lot more to learn um but i i wasn't the type of player that he was expecting or or whatever so we i ended up splitting ways with the clubs but i was there um in chalon champagne from about august till november was that south france it's so it's it's two hours directly east of paris okay so yeah so it's right near rem which is yeah about half hour north of chalon champagne it's right smack dab in the middle of the champagne region so like all you go to the grocery stores there like oh there's just champagne everywhere <laughs> our our team was sponsored by a champagne company and we got to go to like the champagne and campaign we got to go to the champagne the, where they the, made it the and like it was old uh, monastery and they took us down to the catacombs and we like for our big team outing and we're drinking all these years of champagne that like, weren't released <laughs> to the public and, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Uh, it was the national one, which is like the third basketball league there. Um, yeah. the pro, French the standards really high over there. It is yeah. the pro A and pro B is is yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys from the BBL will go down and play national one. Uh, for yeah. example, uh, Gerald Brooks. Gerald's over there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he yeah. played national one, and now he's bumped up to pro B. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah, he's just doing really team, well. Yeah. And I, man, I hope he, he keeps going because I I think you know potentially maybe might be able to make that jump to pro a he's, yeah, he's good, good we'll come player. on to that sort of thing. yeah 2016 final layer yeah yeah. <laughs> um yeah but then then uh so we ended up splitting ways and i was going to i was originally going to go fly back to toronto and just wait for another job to crop up but obviously i had the british passport and i had some family and friends that were uh, in london at the time um so i was just like you know what just i told the the general manager I was like just fly me to london i'll stay there and wait for another job because 
it's just more appealing for a team in Europe if you if they don't have to pay yeah. you know whatever effort. to yeah, get yeah. get you over from Toronto and then you're all jet lagged. Whereas like if you're in London, boom. So uh, so I went to London. Uh, I was staying with a friend there, and uh, I had had an email from the Sharks over the summer, um, and I didn't reply because I had already signed my contract with France, so I didn't reply. But as soon as I got to England, well, well before that, I, I was obviously checking the uh, the league table. Oh, Sheffield Sharks number one in the, in the league. I was like, okay, perfect. Let's email them because I'd love to play for the number one team yeah. in the league. Um, and uh, emailed uh, Coach Lyons at Tiva, and uh, he was like, cool. If you're in the country, we'd love for you to come up and uh, come to one of our practices and see what's going on. So. And I still remember it like it was yesterday, man. I, I hopped on the train um, from St. Pancras and I, I came up and uh, came to a training session and literally uh, had a, like the training session of my life. And after they were like, we want to sign you, went out to dinner with Tiva and the GM. And then that was it from there. And I literally have not left since. I went back down to London to get the rest of my bags and stuff. But then I, so I came back this, up. 2009, I guess? This was, right. yeah, December 2009. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I've been uh, in Sheffield all that time. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah and you've had some joy as well. So, yeah. yeah, well, uh, like, I signed I signed. my second game in. We played Leicester in the Cup semifinal. Oh, so you came quite late in the season, yeah. Yeah, like mid-season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, I, we played Leicester in the Cup semi. We won. <laughs> so I was like, I've only been here, like, a month, and I'm already going to, like, a, a final. Like, a Crack get, this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well. And then we went to the final, and we ended up winning the final. So I was just like, geez, I've been here, like, a month and a half, and I've already won, like, a, a piece of silverware. This is amazing. So a great start to my UK and British basketball experience. Um, and then, obviously... You won the cup the year after as well. Yeah, yeah we yeah, were the first. Yes. We kind of started... We started going back down there and watching, didn't we? Yeah. 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 First team to win the BBL Cup back to back. Yeah, I mean Sheffield had a when we were growing up quite a big, rich, sort a of, good, yeah, you know, rich history of sort of yeah, well, the best players and stuff. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, me being like, well, me being marketing manager for the for the Sharks now, and this being the twenty fifth mm-hmm. anniversary. Oh, wow, so 20, is that next year or uh, at the end of this year? And we'll this be, year be twenty fifth. Wow, yeah, yeah. Long, so uh, I've been feels about right. I've been yeah, rooting yeah. through old. Video clips and okay, old so uh, pictures to yeah, try yeah, and get yeah. some uh, some old, some yeah. content for the social media and stuff. So there's some great great stuff, and you know they yeah, won. There's a lot of games on YouTube now. What, uh, yeah, uploaded, they've you know, all been cropping up. They a played lot in the lately. McDonald's Open against like you know there was Real Madrid and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, and, you know there was when when the sort of Sky Sports boom of sort of British basketball and sort of hate it night when they were playing at the you know Sheffield Arena and stuff. It was yeah. Uh, Lego sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys like Chris Finch, who's obviously sort of assistant coach at New yep. Orleans now. And, yeah. Uh, guys like that. Yeah, it was. Um, they probably one of, along with sort of Leicester and Newcastle, one of the most storied franchises. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, yeah, there's they're either second or third place in terms of silverware so, all time. Yeah, yeah so fourteen pieces of silverware. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been great to like look over all those old clips and then people from within the organization, you know, watching the videos while you're in the office and stuff. And they're like, oh, I remember this. We kind of took it for granted at the time, didn't we? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we really yeah. glossed out about it. Like, yeah, we're cool, we're winning. Well, it was yeah. kind of crazy because they entered the league 94, 95 and literally like won a piece of silverware like every single yeah. year. Yeah. After yeah. That. That's all I remember. It was just yeah. like, like yeah, watching so down at Ponds Forge. He used to play like, yeah. Yeah. you know, 
tiny little gym. Garnet Gale and guys like that, you know. Oh, local guys, Adrian Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, Throwback oh, names there. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out to Adrian Anderson. I went to, I used, well, I played at school, obviously. I'm vertically challenged. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Richard Windle, yeah. uh, if you know, he yeah. was like the same age as me. He was like six foot four when we were about 40. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? They just into him and it was yeah. like, we got no chance. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys like uh, Todd Cawthorn and guys like that, obviously. Stayed on in Sheffield, you know. Yeah, he did definitely have Todd. Todd's son plays on the team now, Jacob. So I was at training with him yesterday. Um, Yeah, Todd was uh, the captain of the team my first year here, so I actually got to play with Todd. So it was kind of cool. That was his last year playing as well. So what was um, passed on the torch? BJ Holmes was one of our favorites when we first uh, started oh, going yeah, there. What we're, a character. What, uh, yeah, what, what, what was he like in the locker room? What was it uh, like? He was amazing. He was one, I remember he came to the team uh, like mid, mid-autumn mid or whatever. He I remember. Been, yeah, he, yeah, we were in just kind of turned up. Yeah, yeah. We, and we had started the season like so bad like, that yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And and he, we were going out to every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they brought... I mean, it, was it, was, it was a... Volume shoot a point guard. Yeah, Cook. Was it Mike Cook or no? It wasn't no, another guy. Not there. Uh, no. uh, Gage Day. That, yes, Gage yes, Day. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Would yeah. go for twenty three in a loss. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Looked cool with that too. Exactly. So <laughs> we were we were just not in a good good spot nah. at the beginning of the season, and I remember like the locker room, just the vibe every day, practice the vibe every day was just so down. Yeah. They brought BJ in. And all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, this guy had us laughing. He had his <laughs> he energy back, back up. Like, but one of my favorite guys to ever play with. Definitely wow, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just a such, such a happy guy. Always trying to have fun. Always trying to laugh. Like, he never. was a legit college player. He was at Texas A&M, Texas A&M wasn't huge. he? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. DeAndre Utes, Jordan. Yeah, he was roommates like, with yeah. DeAndre. Was he? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just unreal. Um yeah, he was, and what a great player he was too, man. I'll he never forget that game against vision. Newcastle when he he scored eight points in like thirty five seconds. Yeah, uh, it was two massive three game. Was it just London? Like, no, it was Newcastle. Newcastle. Was it Newcastle? Uh, yeah. hit that, I remember. Hit that one dagger three. Yeah, and a layup, dude sagged off to the three point three. Yeah, line. Just, oh man, that was insane. Yes. <laughs> and you were literally like hugging. You almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> you, you, you set off running. You just set off running. <laughs> I saw everyone diving on top of him on the court. I was like, I want in. Legitimately, like one of the most excited. Yeah, no, that is that, that ranks as one of the my, my my favorite sort of sporting moments <laughs> that I've witnessed really? in the flesh. Yeah, I was yeah. so invested. If you nice. Know what I mean. like, I'll have it, to pull that clip up. We love BJ. He genuinely was just calling that long free. So what's he doing? Is he quit playing now? He's yeah, like, he's done playing now. He's got kids two, and two kids back in yeah. Texas. His missus used to sit in front of us with the yeah. kids and stuff. They yeah, like this lovely, lovely couple. Yeah, BJ and Amber. Yeah, great people. Yeah. Oh, oh. BJ Jr. as well. I'm sure he's going to be uh, yeah, a, a good basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I loved him. He was good, man. Yeah, he was good. Definitely. We miss so, BJ. Shout out BJ yeah, Holmes. Yeah, that's <laughs> BJ, man. Yeah, we'll have to get him on Skype or something. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I can make that happen. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> well, I'll hold it to that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the 2016. The 2016 final. Wow. Yeah. That was, again, up there. We're like... Sporting Another moments. one, yeah. yeah. We were there front row. Front we were row. Like, we were sat with Kevin Cadle. Yeah. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, right oh, wow. We were the right cat. behind the bench. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We couldn't and, get any um, closer. Yeah, yeah what a great quite, day. Still quite far away. Got down yeah, to yeah. London early, didn't we? 
Oh, yep. summer day, walk through the park. Relaxed we in the park like, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, we were like, yeah. Well, it's took in the, the ambiance at the O2. That was, uh, that was a great season. Is that up there for you as like, oh, kind of moment? That's definitely yeah. my, my favorite moment as, as a shark and just for me personally, basketball-wise. Um, but yeah, like, it yeah, feels yeah. like it was yesterday, you know. Um, yeah, it's only a couple of years. It's not yeah, long. exactly. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, we that season we had had a bit of a dip in the season. Yeah, you were kind of it was kind of like the sort of um, sort of when the Knicks made it to the finals that year. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? It was kind of like you came out of nowhere, like the kind yeah. of just that momentum carried you. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, it was like that fourth, you know, that fourth quarter of the season. We kind of picked it back up and we made a really good run and we were rolling going into yeah. playoffs. Gerald Brooks, as you mentioned, he was playing really well, yeah. wasn't he? And that 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 was a, a big thing. We had, you know, Gerald, we had TJ Robinson. TJ Robinson, we loved TJ. Huge for us. John, John, Big John Barber. Big John Barber, yeah. Big John was hot. Quintessential role You must have loved playing with John because, I mean, you got, you used to take a lot of hammer from some of the big centers. Yeah, I mean, you're six, seven, but. Yeah. That's yeah, not your role, is it? Playing get down, but you used, you used to get banged around. So yeah. it must have been nice having someone like John on the team. Exactly. Sort of John bit of a was a bit of a presence. do-it-all guy. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He could shoot, he could dribble, he could do a little bit of everything. And, and he could also, he was just, the guy loved the weight room. So Yeah, yeah. he's a unit. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So um, he's he's down in Germany now. He just had, oh, he? He just had a baby girl. Oh, so congrats. Shout, shout out to shout John, out to yeah. John Barber. Yes. Get him listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and roll. Of course, man. Yeah, so uh, we, yeah, like I said, we had a dip. And then and then we, we just hit playoffs and we were rolling by that point. And then, that was a great game as well, that sort of 40 no run you went on yeah. sort of the end. And yeah, exactly. Gerald and, hit that dagger three. Oh, my God. It was just, we were going nuts. Yeah. Well, I remember, yeah. I remember the warm-up. I remember, like, I've seen you play quite a lot of times now, and I remember saying to you that like Mike's on it today. Yeah, you were doing yeah, the full was, ball, yeah. like you were captain. I saw you slapping asses, and like, <laughs> you were doing the full on like. Well, like, it's me. I've never seen I've you so played, good for anything. You I've look played in for a, a big arenas, like I've played in eighteen, nineteen thousand. Yeah, 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 played yeah. in those arenas before, but it lots been, of people haven't. It had been a while. Yeah, and then also Plus you got the, the Sheffield O2, crowd down there as well. Yeah, like the Sheffield, you know. Couldn't ask for a better crowd from Sheffield. They came out They're in numbers loyal, that they? day. Yeah, yeah. They did. yeah, yeah. And surprised. then, um, obviously, when you're in that that situation and, and just looking around in that atmosphere, and you're just like, you had to, I just like it was one of those moments where it just kind of every my my self whatever inner self just kind of took yeah. over the moment. Yeah. And oh yeah, I was polite. I was, no, you can see you having it. You can see you owning from from the warm up. Yeah, I was saying it. One I, of those I games might look where so keyed up for one. Everything was just going going in, and everything was going right. And yeah, it was the game of my life, man. So yeah, I was really nervous just watching it. It's like God, there's like, it was, was yeah, yeah like, it wasn't because like we we had like that a was de- the worst decent part lead. Bro, you can't <laughs> yeah. you just sat there like oh. yeah. <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was a bit nerve-wracking towards the end, but, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, those final few um, minutes. Yeah. Just, no, like, really Kyle, Kyle Otterster hit some big shots for us yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, Shout out to him, yeah. He, yeah. Um, he had to leave. He was injured, got injured, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But he, yeah, he, had right. some, he had a couple of big threes, and John Barber had a couple of big threes, and TJ Robinson like, took off in the fourth. Oh, and then TJ. Gerald had started the game real slow, but then yeah, yeah. he came through in the end. You started so. pretty well, didn't you? Like, yeah, yeah. I had uh, 20, 20 and 10. Finals MVP, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the other thing. is like after the game, I, I thought it was going to be Gerald because of his second half. Yeah. But obviously, I had a, a big double. The line was nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I got it, I you, if you watch the tape, like my face. I'm was like, it the ball? I, was it the, oh, the, the, the round gold yeah, ball? Yeah, the gold yeah, ball. Yeah, but I, yeah. when they called my name, I was like, "What?" I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Uh, but that was yeah, great, you get to keep great it. moment. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. at the house right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, I never forget all the fire going off. I fucking feel the yeah. flames <laughs> <laughs> in my face. I think it's a bit much. Yeah, me and him, we drove home with a proper smile Hyped, on our yeah. face. Like, so God knows oh. what you guys were Three hour drive home. Yeah. I don't London? remember much of the ride. Yeah. <laughs> did you stay in London overnight? Or no, you, we no, took the bus back bus up, back. but we had a few refreshments. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Next big so little beverages. Yeah, well earned at that point. Definitely, definitely. Fantastic. Right, we'll we'll be right back. So in England international now, got to uh, got to go to the Commonwealth Games. How was I that? I did, I did. Uh, this summer, it was well, earlier this year. Yeah, well, during just the before the playoffs of last it? season. Yeah. Pretty how much. did the team? Uh, well, how what? How did they sort of respond to that? Uh, I'm just going to disappear. Mixed, mixed reviews, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I got a letter in the mail um, this, this summer prior, ask from Basketball England, asking, oh, you know, Commonwealth Games coming up you've been selected as yeah. a potential, you know, would you be interested? So I sent my letter back saying, yes, I'd be interested. And then um, I got through to the the first round of tryouts, which were in, I, I believe, October or November yeah. of Last year. Uh, yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, ended up going to those uh, with, I think there was 24 other guys there. Uh, and like bunch, it was all pretty much all BBL guys all guys that guys you know and familiar with yeah what we had from the sharks uh zach Cachette, rob marsden and myself oh yeah um and then uh when I got through that round they had another round in february and uh i got through that round as well and then it got announced like pretty close too because they were just going through everybody's so, yeah, paperwork it was like paperwork and passports and okay. because I wasn't a natural born player, it yeah, took a yeah. lot more longer to remind and process and blah, 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 blah. So anyways, I basically got announced like right before the games. So the, the Sharks, I mean, obviously I've been on the Sharks forever, uh, a part of the fabric there. And obviously they were happy for me, but they were also like, well, it's coming you know, towards the end of the season. They're like, stuff, you know, yeah. yeah. And you're, yeah. you know, you're a big part of the Sharks and obviously we're going to miss you here. So, but good exposure for them, I guess, in a way. Yeah, well. great I mean, exposure, especially because you were the captain exactly. of the England team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge for them, and you know, worked out for both sides. Um, and you know, it was it was a great trip over there. Um, obviously, the the outcome wasn't what we wanted. Lost to Canada as well, dude. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, dude. I think about it. All, I think about it all the time. Oh, yeah. like, it serves me right. never prosper. Traitor. <laughs> what were uh, did your parents sort of watch and stuff? My mom was yeah. came down. My no mom way, flew no down. Way. My girlfriend oh, flew down. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was. It was unreal. Like Aust- you're never going to get a chance to have that experience exactly. again. Yeah. So you know I mean? Australia was unreal. So yeah, we we, we got down been. there. We had a week training camp in Brisbane, which was which that's what an amazing city that is. Beautiful. And then uh, our our pool games were in Townsville. We made it through our pool games, and we flew up and played our qualifying game in Cairns, way up north of Cairns. Qualifying game was obviously against Canada, uh, and they. We just didn't come out with the right energy, and they, yeah. they took advantage of it. And they just had a really young, hungry team. Yeah, I kind of dipped in watching sort of bits yeah. of the game. And, and it's stuff, funny just... because one of their 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 coaches, 
uh, D'Souza, he was he was my coach at at the Team Canada development yeah. all those years ago. Oh, yeah. Like so, when I walked in, we wa- we were going to <laughs> shoot around or whatever, and they were walking out, and we were walking in. And I was like, "Hey!" I was like, "Oh, this is crazy." So, um, but yeah, what a what a great experience. Um, you know, so so proud to like wear the 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 England vest and and represent the country and just be a part of it all. And you know, to be in the Athletes Village and living in the England block. No, it's lifetime stuff. That's yeah, stuff and you I got to you meet a lot of like about, really you know? cool yeah. athletes yeah. and and. Just the whole thing was was absolutely amazing, um, but yeah, something I'll never forget. So you're wearing a lot of different hats, as we said for the Sharks. Now, were you the? I'm going to try the marketing commercial manager. For yeah, the Sharks, as well as playing, uh, so. yeah, marketing manager for the Sharks. Um, so uh, I've been playing and working now for the past oof, probably four years, four or five years now. I was originally working for a law firm in Sheffield. And now, and then the Sharks uh, last uh, summer asked me to come over uh, as they're trying to, you know, ramp up all their their efforts. Uh, and uh, yeah, I said yeah. So I studied a little bit of marketing when I was at Loyola. Yeah, putting your degree to use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just trying to, you know, build up some some skills and and some experience for the post playing career. Yeah, um, cool. And yeah, it's been going great. Uh, obviously. I think my my biggest struggle is time not having enough time to get everything yeah. done uh because obviously with all the training that we do and all the games yeah, yeah. and the traveling stupid and all podcasts that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome podcast um it's it's tough but uh i'm really enjoying it and i'm i'm hoping that you know we're we're helping grow the, the team a little bit and get our exposure a little bit better and, and, and get out there and, and you know get get some new people in the crowd how can the bbl grow i mean well, I think uh, a big part of it, you know, you look at teams, for example, like Leicester, who, you know, they've just, they've got a good business plan, a good strategy where, you know, moving into their own venue has just yeah. opened up so much more doors. Yeah. For them. That's key for you guys, isn't it? I mean, kind of that's something that's in the works for you or it is. Yeah, it? yeah, it definitely is. Um, uh, there's been, you know, a few roadblocks in the way, but uh, we, we are going to get there eventually yeah. uh, and hopefully fingers crossed by you know around this time next year we'll be we'll be moving into the yeah. new venue and that's huge as well though. Like, i think it's key isn't it of because it is, yeah. like tv deals at the moment it's a better product to look at when exactly. all the seats and the courts match the team yeah, colors and you've got the branding and, yeah. when you've got your own banner up there and exactly attic, when, when you can put the sponsors logos all on the, on the court or on making the, the money off the concessions it's more exactly. to kids as well like we yeah. can go we're going to the sharks or you know yeah, all exactly whereas you know when you play out of other people's arenas it's a lot Tougher, you're not getting the secondary spend because it's going to the venue. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but you, there's a trend. Arenas build much better atmosphere as well. Yeah, it's exactly. Not getting lost so there's the... a trend right now that's that's building in, in the BBL where you know Leicester's building their has built their own place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they've been in there for what two three seasons or maybe one two three seasons and you can already see well, they, the, they, the, they, the direct impact on, that's yeah, had on yeah, their club. Now uh, Newcastle's. Um, uh, arena should be finished by I think December, so they'll be moving in halfway through this season. Manchester just announced that they'll be having a brand new venue built mm-hmm. uh, by the end of 2020, I think. So you know, there's and then us hopefully by this time next year. Yeah. So there's you know four clubs within within the league that you know, yeah. and that could help just everything take the league up to the revenue next, and everything. Yeah, you get a bigger level. TV yeah. deal, new, which then um, feeds down exactly. to the new London team this year as well, isn't it? The London 100%, City Royals. Yeah, the London yeah. City Royals. And, and they, they've sort of, they've signed some big, yeah, big names so signed, far. Um, what's his name? NBA. Brian. Um, yeah, Matthew. Uh, Brian uh, Manning. Yeah, the yeah. son who was 
been playing in sort of Argentina and stuff. And yeah, so he's a big name player for a uh, big, you know, British household name player. Yeah. Um, who I was surprised when they signed him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was a big signing for them. And then Orlando Jackman and obviously Dusa and a bunch of you know young British guys. Mm-hmm. Um, who's uh, Ashley Hamilton? Who's another guy who's a lot of international experience. So it's going to be lot. interesting to see what they bring to the table. And it'll be nice to be playing back down at Crystal Palace. You know, that's, yeah. that's a old school historical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from our days, yeah, yeah. watching it in the early 80s. Definitely. Stems only Tigers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I find the whole setup of sort of basketball thing so confusing. There's so many different bodies and there's been a lot of, sort of civil wars going on this summer, hasn't there, with sort of like 100%. GB Basketball, the British Basketball Federation, the BBL. It just it doesn't seem to be a sort of everyone... Pulling in the same no. direction, yeah, or on exactly. The same page. I mean, it, it confuses the hell out of me when I try and sort of start looking at it. Like, confuses I mean, me too. <laughs> even um, when you, you look know, at GB and then all the other governing bodies, and it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I think we're they gonna should get, be unified, yeah. rather than pulling apart. Mm. I don't know. It, everybody is pulling in their own direction. Yeah, right we're going to hopefully touch on this a few. Uh, you know, get some guys in a little bit more about a couple of weeks. But I know there's a sort of. GB Basketball GA, AGM coming up this weekend, isn't there? And, yeah, uh, there is on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it all kind of goes back to just the funding, doesn't it? It's such a massive thing. After the Olympics, they kind of so concentrated on all the elite sports like cycling yeah. and yeah. sort of basketball just got apps, you know, going from sort of funding for well, levels to zero overnight. The, the Olympic yeah. legacy, is it? Is, is, is yeah. it sustainable sporting opportunities for people that are interested in these sporting opportunities or is it buying show ponies for people who are rich enough to well, buy their own ponies yeah, yeah, so we it, can boast about the level, the, the medals? Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it is, comes it's, down to, it's, like, do you want to, you know, If you can afford to be good at yachting yeah. at 14, you can afford what, to sort well, of own yacht. If you know what I mean, whereas kids need ball courts and coaching. Yeah. And you look at participation. You look at participation numbers. Like basketball is probably they say after football the second. Yeah, the second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, where's the funding? Well, yeah. Why? Why would you just put all your money to cycling and equestrian fencing and or, you know? You, know, it's you can. Insane. You can. You know. Fund medals or you can fund participation. Same when we were kids. There was no way you could just go and play basketball. Or you couldn't get any coaching. There was no. There's nowhere to go get any coaching. A broken bent somewhere. But that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Only like, I was reading a thing today like the top 50 players in the Euro League and there's not a British guy in sight yeah. and don't tell me there's not enough athletes in this country yeah um, naturally gifted athletes because look at the gold medals we, they win the athletics that, and that path isn't it top just level footballers there are that some, it's about. something seems to be broken along the way of I don't know if it's coaching or funding or just a just that organizational structure yeah. to go from to pick people and to go from that you know from being talented to it's being all, a prospect to them being put in a position where this could be yeah a, a viable career for you organized that yeah it seems a lot to be on on the clubs i, to do th- I just think yeah there's a lot of uh, weight put on the bbl clubs and then there's a lot of gaps from the grassroots up to the professional level yeah. like there needs to be clear pathways for clear for pathways players. yeah, yeah. That, that, um, yeah and then a lot of that has to do with funding so it just and then when you have the people at the top who can't even get along or, or yeah. unify, then it makes things even tougher, oh, right? Fish rots on the head, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? You see it yeah. in any organization, you know. Any organized sport, of, there's always yeah. issues behind yeah. the scenes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah it's so frustrating, isn't it? It's because you kind of, it seemed like we were getting somewhere in the 90s and it kind of sort of reached a point and just gone backwards again. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, we, we could sit here for yeah. three, four hours. Yeah, talk about yeah, the exactly. boom and bust yeah. of British basketball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably one for the, the perils of British but, uh, basketball. 
So, yeah. Well, that's the important thing now, though, isn't it? It's that the Sharks moving forward are growing, but in a sustainable way and not yeah. putting the futures of, if you know what I mean, of all of club and all that 25-year history of peril just to try and expand and push into places. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, the new venue will help out big with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to being a part of it. I'm, you know, hopefully if we are there. Can't we do a banner? Uh, you've got to be due. You've Maybe got a number retired. Yeah, you've got to get a number yeah, up there. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, just touching on the upcoming season. Um, Dirk's back. Dirk Williams. Dirk Williams. Um, he had Dirk some plays last year. <laughs> number one dunk of the year, didn't he? Yeah, he um, did. Sorry, guy. Uh, uh, yeah, on the, the British basketball uh, <laughs> top 100. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's, man, the kid can fly. And, like, he's been working over the summer. He's gotten in the weight room. You can tell he's a lot stronger. We practiced, you know, we even practiced all this week, and he, yesterday, he caught a ball off the rim and just dunked it on, like, the entire other team. That we <laughs> like, he is just, he's yeah. going to get a lot better, you know. Yeah. He's still young. He's good, he hasn't huh? hit his ceiling yeah. yet at really? all. Okay. So, um, it's, it's it's exciting to have him back. We're really happy to have him back. He's, he's a great kid. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe you get him down on, on your podcast. Yeah. If you guys yeah. Sure. Right. Tony Roblicky's not back this year. Though. He's not. Uh, Tony Roblicky, the end of an era. Yeah. Uh, big tone. Uh, <laughs> he's moved down to – he's back in the States right now, uh, but he's finishing up uh, his MBA with uh, Sheffield University. Oh, okay. And yeah. then uh, his girlfriend lives in London, and I believe he'll be moving to London in the fall sometime. So he will be back in the country at some point. And you got the All Stars basketball uh, tournament, and that's at the Copper Box this year, isn't it? It is the, um, the second week of October. Yeah, uh, so I might, we might have to get down for that. Looks good. Um, yeah, how was, yeah you, you played in that last year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we played in that last year. It was at the O2 last year. How did you find that with the sort of the weird? Was it like twelve minute games and yeah, five so point twelve minute shot. games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a five point line. They had a power play button where you what got double yeah. double points for thirty seconds. Oh, I see. That's how it is. So the right, coach. Okay. The you power play is at button. half. If the coach runs up and hits it, you get double points for the next 30 seconds. So double it was XP. interesting. It was yeah. like, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a circus act. But, yeah. uh, you know, one of the be- one of the best plays, or if not the best play, the, the thing was when uh, our one of our guards, Mackie McKnight, I saw it, had a five-point five buzzer yeah, beater. Yeah. And it was insane. just like unreal. Like, yeah, I remember seeing that. So <laughs> you, if you can get moments like that out of yeah. that, that type of thing. It's all exposure as well. Yeah, exactly. it's cash prize as well. Does that go straight to the players or to the club? Uh, well, you're not really allowed to. Yeah, know. okay. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> HMRC may be listening. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the GM about You have that, to ask uh, the London Lions if they got Yeah, they won it that year, didn't they? Um, yeah, we, we might have to get down and have an exit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it'll be better at the Copper Box this year. Uh, it, it was great. O2, at, it was it? great at yeah. the O2, but obviously it wasn't filled it's out. A big place. Yeah, fill, so uh, I That's, think Copper Box will they, they'll fill that no problem. So yeah. that, I think that'll be fun. Sunday, the October the fourteenth, if anyone fancies like the Copper Box, one till six, I think, and it's the yeah. top eight teams, wasn't it? Top eight teams from from last, last year. Team. So yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Um, Sharks, you've got um, preseason friendly. Preseason friendly on the seventh, seventh of September. Yeah, versus Newcastle. That is at the EIS. Uh, Tickets are available if you just call the office or email Amanda Hutt. And then the first game of the season, uh, home game of the season, is versus the Manchester Giants on the twenty-first of September. Uh, So we're really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting the season started. We have a couple other 
uh, preseason games between then. We were actually taking a trip to Belgium. Okay. Uh, and we were playing up at Newcastle again. So we have one home, one away against Newcastle. So we get to get a really good look at them before the season starts. Yeah. It's always got to be a good uh, Newcastle and Leicester. benchmark, if you know what I mean. See what about you are. 100%. They're always. Uh, always. Newcastle are, are always tough. Uh, definitely consider Fab Flown, he's still going. He's back he's, again. He's 45. 45. He's 45. The guy 45. Is 45 still willing to flop to that floor, to that hard <laughs> floor. Like, like a lad in his early 20s. Shout, shout out, Fab. Seriously, man. It's, it's impressive to watch. No, he's a former shark as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he, but he's, he demonstrates a load of the stuff about basketball you don't see. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like... To play to that age, you've got to know some tricks. You've got, if you know what I mean, it's a lesson in in wily guy. Got Bill 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 Cartwright. Yeah, Yeah. I think he uh, yeah he takes care of himself. That's for sure. Anyone else you want to shout out or big up or anything else you want to let us know about? No, uh, that's about it for me. But uh, big shout out to uh, my boy Devlin, uh, my boy Hemi, uh, my boy Johnny, my boy Patty. Uh, my mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> so right, as long as they all listen, yeah. we're all good. Uh, big shout out to the Shark Nation. Check out uh, Fear the these fin. guys. Yeah, Fear the Fin. Check out <laughs> check out this podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe and check it out. Great podcast and great guys. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for passing through. Appreciate it. We'll Thanks. see you down the soon. Cheers. Cheers.